Hey everybody, welcome back to a Team CP podcast, uh, of course brought to you by the CP Media Team. Tonight we are kicking off the first of our Cliff Top Challenge season specials. Richard Greer joining me. Rich, how are you, mate? Uh, yeah, I'm really good, Angus. How are you getting on this evening? Hey, I'm good. A cold winter's just starting to take effect though, isn't it? Yeah, it is indeed. It is. You've got the heater on there in your studio? Jeez, I couldn't find the heater. But I tell you, it's all okay because tonight's <laughs> episode is actually uh, brought to you by True Fleece Merino. And would you believe I've actually yes. got a, a a True Fleece Merino uh, long sleeve thermal on and then our CP po- uh, polo on over top of that. So uh, a big thanks to True Fleece for keeping me warm in, uh, in my studio here. <laughs> That's a great plug earlier. What are we, hey, a minute in? Didn't we know that? that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. So Clifftop Challenge, do you know much about it? Uh, well, I do. I do know a little bit about it, mate. Enough to be yeah. dangerous anyway. <laughs> Not enough to get me yeah. into, that's for sure. Oh, really? Well, we might uh, double check that towards the back end of the show and see how that one <laughs> actually gets on. Yeah, there's some interesting stats there. The, this run looks pretty serious. I was just looking at it in the show notes before we kicked off, and it's going to be a big job. I think that's probably one of the, the key things to take from this early on is that, oh, yeah, just a just a kind of uh, a weekend sort of day multi-sport race. It'll be fine, but, uh, but you're going to know about it. Uh, uh, especially if you do the long course. So, yeah, interesting. It's going to be real interesting to see how, um, I guess, what we learned tonight, but also how the first inaugural year goes this time around. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and like you say, that, that long course is going to be, she's going to be an absolute beaut. Don't get me wrong, mm. it's going to have some absolute stunning views over there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's multiple length courses, some short course, which we will find all out about very shortly, of course, tonight. Yes, yes, uh, yes. We've actually got... Uh, Mrs. Mrs. Clifftop Challenge yourself, Kerry, you're in on board. <laughs> yeah, we have indeed. Yep. So we're going to talk to Kerry. She is the race director. She um, is. Oh, she's been in this game for a number of years now. Knows what she's talking. Reckon she's got an absolute stunner in, in terms of this particular course. So really keen to share what that is about. And we're going to find out some more details about the course tonight and, and uh, the back-end stuff that makes this event special and also what she brings to the event in terms of the community and the vibe and, uh, and the start-finish line, etc. We're also going to talk to Kalyarin, uh, who is the landowner, and um, find out a bit more. Obviously, these two have got together and gone, hmm, there could be something in this. And obviously, Carl has Carl's done the coast-to-coast. He's been a couple of years training for, for this event on this particular property in this space. So in terms of paddling and mounting and running up and down these hills and, and awesome terrain. And then we're going to round out the show with Alice Bryce. Alice, um, there was a rumour that she had put her entry in, but clear, actually she hasn't put her entry in just yet. So she's going to try and figure out how she's going to do this. So we're going to chat to um, Alice around the the event and uh, we're going to follow her through her journey to this event in the next uh, few podcasts as well. So it's going to be pretty good fun tonight. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to be uh, have Clifftop Challenge on, bo- on board with us here and uh, as part of the CP Media podcast. And I know Kerry's itching to uh, tell us a few tales, but just before before the show, she was showing me the uh, the 20 pages of notes that she's got written down there to talk about. So what do you reckon, mate? Should we get her on and, uh, and see what this is all about? Yeah, I think we should. But just before we get underway, we're really keen on uh, getting a bit of feedback. We're asking some questions. So we've got a True Fleece beanie to give away, uh, courtesy of Carl and uh, True Fleece Merino. So um, as a result of giving us a thumbs up, giving us some feedback, asking a question, etc. And this might not be just tonight. You might be listening to this as a podcast. So again, don't feel like oh, I've missed the missed the boat because I didn't watch it live. Let us know. Um, ask some questions. Obviously, we've got another show that we're going to come up as well. So we can um, throw those at uh, Kerry and Carl and the crew in the and the lead up as well so ask us ask us a question we've got a truthfully spinny or a buff to give away they're pretty awesome as a result of tonight's show well actually the the good times have already started there by the looks i can't actually see who it is that's written that it just says facebook user but the first the first comment of the night uh, is not bad to start with it said angus needs to take a razor to the true fleece growing on his face. So uh, noted there <laughs> that the media man with the mo yeah. has got his window willies on just at the moment. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, nice work. So Kerry, is she in the background? She is. Welcome, Hello. Kerry. Hi. Hello. How, How are, you? are you tonight, Kerry? I'm nervous. I feel like this week I've had, um, I was having a laugh yesterday. I had to ref my 11-year-old's hockey game at um, Nunweek Park and, I told him later, I said, I was more nervous doing that than doing a race briefing in front of hundreds of people. <laughs> so this has been and a week of getting out of my comfort zone. So, yes, a bit nervous. Fantastic. 
No, yeah. that's all right. We'll, we'll be nice to you. We'll be, it'll be good. It'll be good, Kerry. Okay. So um, th- like, give us a bit of background of this event. It's been a couple of years in the making in terms yes. of uh, getting up and running and COVID and all those sorts of things that are happening. We're, we're ready to rock and roll this time around, November the 4th. Um, what, what, why are you so excited, excited about this event? I think the biggest thing, well, there's two big things. One's the location. Like, it's just mm-hmm. amazing there. And um, the re- the other is actually having a multi-sport race. I think that's really exciting. And um, it's such a big thing in the country now. And to be able to have this multi-sport, multi-sport race at Le Bons Bay, it's so close to Christchurch. The location's sort of rugged and um, and it's tough. Like, it's yeah, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, good stuff. So give us a bit of a get background on the concept and uh, what work you've done to get to this point. Okay, well, initially, um, it was going to just be a run. So we sort of had a yarn to Carl um, back before he was sort of into his multi-sport. So um, had a yarn to Carl, and, and he was he was like, yep, this will be awesome. And then, um, how, where am I supposed to look? You just straight ahead. My eyes are all over the place. <laughs> just look straight ahead. Yeah, look through the camera. Yeah. Just through the camera. So, yeah, so Carl, um, yeah, and then he was like, after he'd sort of been training for coast to coast, he was like, let's um, let's chuck it and make it a wee bit harder. So that's sort of where that progressed. And, um, yeah, and I guess having the right team on board as well, that sort of helped helped us because obviously I don't have a water background. So, um, yeah, we've got a really awesome water safety team with Ben Keys. If anyone's into paddling will know Ben. He's pretty much one of New Zealand's top surf skiers. So, that's really exciting. And then through him, we've got the um, Surf Lifesaving New Zealand uh, coming on board as well. So we've got, we've got the water really covered, which is exciting. So nice. awesome. it was sort of our background. We had to make sure we had everything sorted to make sure we could actually pull this race off. Like it's not just um, saying, oh, we're going to do it. We have to make sure we've actually got everything in place to make sure it's safe. And, um, yeah, and then, away, and then away it went. Carl was, Carl was sort of sorting out the course with us and um yeah he like you say you said earlier Richard Carl's been training on this ground uh for the last couple of years and that yeah made it sort of easy from our point of view mm-hmm. yeah good stuff it's just probably keeping um him under control yeah uh, getting a bit excited yeah. oh you know here Kerry we can do this as well yeah. what about this and you're like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was around the sheep up while you're there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, definitely. He did. The last thing was we'd sort of, um, you know, we'd sort of stalled things and, and waited till after coast. And then then he was like, we need to make it longer. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's go for it. So, yeah, good. You know, like, good. Like, like Carl. This, this might be a question for Carl later, but actually I've done a couple of events, uh, multi-sport events, where there's been a bit of a, a task in the middle of them and whether that's been a, a small ball rifle or archery or something like that. I'm wondering if there's a Merino sheep to be shorn or something somewhere along the way at least crutch maybe sure might be a little bit but maybe crutch (laughs) we could make yeah we could run people through the wall shed that could be quite fun and down the (laughs) chute there we go with a slip and slide i like it yeah Yeah. a few bubbles yeah (laughs) look out look out too many ideas um kerry you organize mount oxford odyssey and also race tikapo and have been involved in organizing events for a long time now um in your opinion what makes a great event uh i think um location's a big one making sure that it's not too far away for people to get to um and also the concept of the race so you're kind of trying to see what the trends are and what people are into and um yeah so that that's quite important initially um and then i guess from from an organization point of view it's just making sure we've got everything covered so um there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes and i think people are a wee bit more aware of it now all the you know health and safety and that kind of thing um the safety's huge uh, you know from we don't want anything going wrong so we want everyone to come out at the end of the day and have had a really good day and sort of nothing we sort of want the experience to be awesome from the time they enter to when they cross the finish line Mm -hmm. so um yeah but i think location and the concept's probably the biggest Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, cool. And that's the thing with this is that Akaroa, yep, that a lot of people go to Akaroa, but Le Bon's Bay is over the other side, isn't it? So people yes. don't go to Le Bon's Bay. Like I've only ever been there once. Um, yeah. So it's going to be really interesting to 
get back and kind of suss out it from a different perspective um, in terms of being there. And a lot of people won't have never have been there. So exploring somewhere new is a part of a big part of why people want to go and do events. Um, yes. it's the same as your Oxford Odyssey and Race Tikapo is that actually we were going to go and um, find out what this is all about and go somewhere that I've never been before, that adventure Absolutely, element. yeah. And Le Bon's place. Yeah. No, you go, Angus. I was just going to say, it is something to just just for our viewers out there and our people listening later on that that it is a reasonable way uh, to get to Le Bon's Bay as well. Just make sure that people take that into account when they're planning get going on the on the morning of the race or whatever. That it's a it's a fair wind down into there. It is, yes. I did get a little bit carsick one day driving it, but I, I just had to slow down a wee bit. But um, yeah, it's half an hour from Akaroa, so you can stay in Akaroa the night. There's um. Some of the batch owners have got some places available. I actually had an entrant the other day emailed me and said, oh, we've got some space on our lawn, so if anyone wants to camp up there. And oh, Carl's also very kindly offered um, his property to camp on up the top of the hill, which is really cool. So when you enter, you can actually enter a camp, get a campsite. He's got a gas uh, hot water for, um, shower at the wool shed and um, – yeah, we'll get a toilet up the top, and yeah, it's cool. that'll be a bit of an adventure driving up to their farm and getting to stay in the bay, which will be neat. So yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. So, yeah if you don't want to, if you don't want to start too early in the morning, then you definitely want to camp in the bay. Do you want to write this down for a question later, uh, Angus? Um, will Carl do breakfast for us? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just write that down as a question. We won't. We'll, we'll, we'll just leave that there. Just, just I think that's a shake in the head in the back. You can buy a meal ticket. So you can buy me a ticket. Yeah. Okay, so so I'll pay for him to make me breakfast. That's that's yeah. completely fine. No, yeah, good, good, good. Um, so this is a multi-support event, but people can enter just a bike and just a run as well, can't yes. they? Yes, they can. So um, we've got the multi-sport race. So that's the ocean kayak, the mountain bike, and the trail run. And then if you just want to do the mountain bike, you can enter that separately. And same with the trail run. So we've staggered all the start times to make sure um everyone can get their start we've also made sure that with the high tide that um you're not going to have to be going through the estuary at chest chest height okay, <laughs> no, no swimming involved yeah. so um yeah so we've we've worked hard to make sure we can you know get everyone catered for so and i think the other thing too like alice is, um she'll be talking about this later on but if you don't if you want to do like a duathlon, but you, and because we're not doing a duathlon this year, we'll look at that next year. But logistically, we want to make sure we do a really good job um, mm -hmm. of the multi sport in the first year. So, um, if you do want to do do the bike and the run, then enter a team in the multi sport and get someone else to do the paddle because there'll be plenty of people I imagine that just want to do the paddle. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, cool. Because it's a long one, like the paddle's a solid paddle too, isn't it? Is it 18 it is. k's? Is that what are we doing? Yeah, 18 Flat water. k's is a long course. Yep. So, mm -hmm. There'll be people out there that'll be, um, we've kind of with Ben worked out that the fastest will probably take about an hour and a half out mm -hmm. in the long, it's quite a long time on the water. Yep. And then, um, yeah, it might take sort of two and a half hours for some of the slower people. So, yep. yeah, it's a pretty good paddle. It's a lot, yeah, 100%. So what yeah. boat should we be shooting for? What what should I load on the roof of the car in the morning? Is it, is it a surf ski? Is it a is a multi-sport boat? Is it a sea kite? What are we, what, what are we sort okay. of thinking there? If you've got both, then bring both because that'd be yeah. awesome. Um, the aim yep. is that we'll have, um, you know, if the weather's good, everyone everyone in the long course is going to get out in the ocean. So you mm -hmm. want to bring, if you've got a surf ski, then bring your surf ski. Uh, the uh, the alternate route, if it's going to be too wavy, too much of a swell, then we'll be sending everyone up the estuary, which is where the short course is going. Mm -hmm. So, um, but we'll just be doing a bit of an out and back and out and back to make sure we get the time up and time on the water. Um yep. So the main issue with the surf ski is making sure you've got a stern rudder, not the underkeel rudder. So mm -hmm. if you've got a surf ski with the um, with the option of both, then that's you know that would be good. So we have told people if they don't have a stern rudder, then bring your multi-sport kayak. So there'll be plenty of people out in the water in their multi-sport kayak. Um, that way you can go up the estuary if you need to. Um, we have put on there about a grade two certificate if you're bringing your multi-sport kayak. So that's mainly just so we know you can do a wet exit. So um, if you do have a spill, then we know need to know you can get out. Mm -hmm. um, if you, like, there's plenty of people that have been paddling for years that don't have the certificate. So if that's the case, then just flick us an email and Ben's sort of screening people and making sure they'll be safe out on the water. So, mm -hmm. 
yeah, it's pretty, we're pretty flexible, really. It's sort of, um, we have a bit of a disclaimer on the entry form. If you're bringing your surf ski, then, you know, if there's some damage to the keel, that's uh, the rudder, sorry, that's the biggest, um, mm -hmm. biggest concern for us. We just want people to know. But the estuary is actually, it is high tide. So Carl's um, said it's pretty deep in there. So we can't sort of see there's too many issues, but we cover all bases. Just got to be careful of uh, with um, Angus with his flounder net or his fishing rod. Well, yeah. uh, the history that's only probably the key <laughs> key thing to look out for there. Um, what would you? What advice would you give to athletes looking to enter the event, Kerry? Um, I think if you're doing the multi sport, then definitely get out in the ocean and practice paddling in the ocean. It's quite different to mm. being in the river. Um, we had some people out in the bay um, when we were sort of initially setting the course with Ben. And, yeah, it's quite different. There's quite a bit of pushback off the cliff. So, um, yeah, and that was on quite calm water, um, especially having a go getting out through the surf. Um, mm. Carl will probably tell a few good stories of getting out through the waves. So there's been a bit of a suggestion to make sure our, we've got some of our photographers on the beach. <laughs> could be a bit of carnage, but yeah. that, would be, yeah. that would be a good tip to practice getting out, out through the waves. Um, and if you're doing the bike and the run, uh, then definitely some hills. We've got um, the Panama Road, which is part of the bike course and part of the 31K run course. It's got a 45-degree gradient in one place. So, um, yeah, we've had a group go up there and with some pretty good sort of God's own athletes. And there was only one of them reckoned he could have biked the whole way. So, um, and he, he chose only, not to? Yeah, yeah, well, the only reason he, <laughs> he took a wrong line and got caught in a rut. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's pretty it's pretty steep. So I think getting up in the hills and, yeah, getting yeah, your legs yeah. used to it. Yeah, good so stuff. So there'll be a bit of bike yep. push or bike carry or something. I think, yeah, there'll definitely be a bit of, push, bit of pushing. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. The CP Media team love a little bit of carnage, just a little bit. Just keep us, <laughs> keep, keep viewers interested. Um, how long are you expecting athletes to take to take to actually finish this? What, what, are, you, um, what are you thinking as a total? Well, if you're doing the short course, we reckon it'll take between about three and six and a half hours. Yeah. Um, so that's still, you know, reasonable, reasonable day out. And yep. if you're doing yep. the long course, then we think we think the fastest ones will come in around five hours. But mm -hmm. um, you might be out there for sort of eight and a half, nine hours. This is quite a big day. Yeah, the daylight. I'm just looking at the daylight hours at that time of the year. No, we should be right, hopefully, to <laughs> do before too much before dark. Um, and uh, and obviously the the long course run that's probably the biggest biggest event outside the multi-sport isn't it that's 31 yeah. k's of yeah. up and down trail running around yeah. uh, a couple of bays yeah so the first the first half of the course is um sort of on a road um yeah. you go you take you following the bike course so you're sort of on a bit of sealed road then you head up the gravel and you get epic views mm -hmm. on that ridge line running down leverick's ridge road um, and then you've got to run along the beach and through the estuary and then go up, scramble up this hill onto Cow's Farm. And it's actually the route that they used to take when they'd, um, there's an old historic wharf at the bottom there. So the route up the up the hill is actually what they used to have. They used to lug everything up there. So um, the pack horses and that's pretty, um, that's going to be pretty, <laughs> it's going to smash a few people getting up yeah. there. And then a beautiful run run around the farm, there's ancient totra trees and the lighthouse, only lighthouse um, between Marlborough and Otago. So that's actually working. So that's really yeah, cool. Cool. Cool, um, cool, cool. Yeah, and then a really exciting run around the cliffs and dropping down in a wee cliff top run to finish. So on tired legs. So, yeah, it's going to be oh, awesome. God. Oh, good. What's, uh, what are the three things you're most looking forward to with the cliff top challenge, Gary, as a result of putting this on this time around? I wrote this down, so I didn't. I didn't get this wrong. <laughs> I thought they'd better ask this question because I yeah, know good one, good one. Um, so I think the one of the ones is actually getting it, getting it off the ground finally after a bit of a long start. So that's going to be awesome. Having that feeling it reminds me of Tikapo. It took us two years to get that going, and when that first race started, it was pretty awesome. Thinking, yay! Like it's finally happening. It's pretty cool. Yeah, cool. Um, definitely seeing people experiencing the location like it's just you know it's one of those places that you go you just think wow I can't believe I'm actually here like it's just when you're out at the lighthouse and you're right on the edge of the cliff and um it's pretty special it's going to be neat having people experience that and then definitely seeing people cross that finish line and knowing what they've done and 
yeah, there's going to be some really tired people that have actually achieved. Like it's going to be a big day no matter what you've done. So, um, yeah, there'll be people that have never done anything like that before, which will be really cool. And then we're, you know, going to have the experienced ones that are, you know, going to be pretty stuffed and hopefully they've had a good race. And, yeah, that'd be the three. Awesome, awesome. So good. That's fantastic. It's going to be a massive nice day, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a massive uh, It's going to be okay, and, and, though, Angus. I was just thinking about that because with that lighthouse working, so no matter how late it is that you and I get in, we'll just sort of uh, use a lighthouse to guide us in. So yeah. probably could leave the headlamp at home. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. No just, one's left behind. for the lighthouse. Yep, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, no, but I mean, like, I mean, this is, this is, you know, it's a, it's a, these back, backcountry um, events are just so good, aren't they, really? You know, like, the, they really bring a whole new, uh, you know, a lot of people, like you said, will never ever have made never have been to Le Bon's Bay, ever go there again. And uh, what you're doing, Kerry, is opening up the option and the opportunity for people to go, hey, you know what? Let's go and do something different for a change. I know, and we're so lucky. Like Carl, um, you probably noticed the last name. Carl's actually my husband's cousin, so um, we're really lucky to have that farm. Like to Carl to open it up to people like this. It's, yeah. You know, you don't often get to go on someone's private land and have a play around, so it's very cool. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Which event are you entering, Richard? Well, I thought that long, long course would be fine, but then I looked at the distance of they're going to make us run. I was like, oh, oh that's a long way. Uh, maybe I can do it in a team, Angus. You can do the run for me. How would that be? How, how's that? Yeah, okay, moving on now. Kerry, that was great. Thanks for coming <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, no, seriously, Kerry, thank you for coming uh, for um, episode number one of our Clifftop Challenge specials that we're going to have, and we're going we're gonna to give this some hype and build it up along the way, and then uh, with a bit of luck, we'll all be out there on the day to uh, help celebrate uh, the inaugural Clifftop Challenge. It's going to be great, and it's great. Thank you so much for bringing this event to the people. Cool. Thanks so much for having me, guys. One last no question, Kerry, is, is Angus going to get an event, uh, like a medal as a result of finishing? And a team with yes. Me? Oh, yes. Yeah. We've got a very cool metal design. So, no, definitely a metal for Angus. Okay. Okay. Good job. There we go. Look at that. You're not allowed to steal one either. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's carry on here. This is Moving getting along. dangerous. This is getting dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Thanks yes. very much, Gary. Uh, cheers, Gary. Thanks, guys. Sorry about hey, that. One of the one of the really good things is is that you know there's a lot of chit chatter out there in the multi-sport world about um the the want for more multi-sport events mm. so good to see that we are getting another especially down here another local um multi-sport event but definitely one that's going to be worth traveling for if you're looking for that big day out that challenge to really put yourself to a challenge then this is definitely going to be something for you that's for sure and it and it stands alone as an event to train for and turn up to it's not like it, like i'm going to build use this as a building block to mm. something else it's an event in itself like it's a big oh, absolutely. job um, yeah. and uh, like looking at the website it's really interesting looking at the profile of it like the ups and downs like doesn't feel like look feels like it's going to be steeper than that sort of thing. I think you've I think it's um going to be really interesting to see what what it's actually all about and especially adventuring for the first time and not really knowing kind of uh, the the challenge is can I finish this thing, which is which which changes it completely. Yeah, totally. Hey, you know what else I think? That it is a long way to go for some people. So what you should do is carpool for, for a course mm -hmm. for the for the environment and things. So don't yes. just enter you, enter three mates as well so that you fill the car up on the way over there. Yeah, good job. I like it. Great tip, Angus. Great tip. Hey, that's that's the tip of the day, isn't it, really? <laughs> it is. Well done. Well done. Hey, listen, shall we um, shall we carry on and actually talk to Carl, the uh, mm -hmm. property owner, the man who's done all his training in and around and, and got all the shortcut lines and things? Carl, welcome to the show. Thanks, Angus. Cheers. Good stuff. Tell us a bit about your background, Carl. How you bit long have you been farming in Le Bon's Bay? And, uh, and tell us also a bit about your multi-sport journey. How have you sort of got into that along the last couple of years? Uh, yes, we've been on. Oh, there's the phone ring. Do you need? Do you need to get that? Or <laughs> just not, no, no, no. It's it's oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll just, I'll just take it off the hook. Sorry about that. It sounded like um, an old school phone. Do people still have them? Well, we lose the power a little bit over here, so we've got, we've still got one of the old-fashioned sort of plug-in phones because we've got no power. Those old phones still work, so it's a bit of a necessity. Um, when you're out in the wop wops. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so so farming wise, so we've been here on this farm for about twelve years now. Um, we've been mm -hmm. on the peninsula farming for about eighteen years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we bought this place about twelve years ago. So uh, yeah, so we've been sort of pretty pretty settled in here now, and the, the kids are all at a couple two at local schools and two at school in town, and yeah, um, yeah, so pretty busy with farming and tree fleece and the kids, and yeah, it's just all go really. Yeah, so you mentioned that as well. So uh, farming, but also you've got true fleece is your business as well that you've set up when what how long has that been underway yeah for? probably similar sort of time really we sort of started the, well, the whole thing didn't we sort of didn't really kick it off as a business it basically sort of started with tori's mum making um uh sort of merino dressing gowns and things like that for our kids to wear to bed and then, and then when they started school we started them in, in merino jerseys and then other people were sort of like oh well we wouldn't want one of the jerseys for our kids and then it just sort of grew from there through sort of word of mouth and other schools and things like that over about sort of probably four or five years. And then probably about six or seven years ago, we started doing um, sort of like an adult range of outdoor gear, base layer stuff and hoodies and sort of getting into that sort of adventure clothing um, type of market really was sort of where we sort of led us to. Yeah. So Yeah, cool, cool, cool. So it started of a, off being yeah. an alternative to the uh, polar fleece jersey for the kids at school. Yeah, well, that's why we. That's why I guess where the name came from was true fleece. Was was we sort of felt like the polar fleece had sort of flogged the word fleece and and sort of insinuating they had some sort of a natural product. So we sort of wanted to sort of reclaim that name um, from a farming point of view. It was always a bit of a, a bit of a, um, a a bit tough to wear when those sort of companies those you know um, when they're referring to synthetic products when they're actually a natural product. So we wanted to sort of bring that. Bring that word back and and sort of make it uh, have a natural meaning again, I guess. So, so that's where the name sort of came from, and and we've just been sort of slowly building the business sort of organically, just through word of mouth, and and um, and and sort of trying to get behind some events uh, like this, uh, which is sort of hence one of the reasons we we were keen to to partner up with Kerry and do something on the farm. So it was a it was a way for us to. Uh, get our brand out there um, mm -hmm. in an event that we've got a bit of a, a say in or a bit of control on how it looks and feels and, and you know what it means for us to be a part of, I guess. Yeah. So what does it mean to have True Fleece involved in this event? Like actually it's your kind of your own multi-sport event effectively, isn't it? Um, that True Fleece is sort of the, the principal sponsor of. Yeah, yeah. I guess like uh, one of our sort of mantras for our brand is, is take less Sort of bring some of that kind of thinking into into events and uh, and just your sort of the way you the way you live your life, I guess. And so this event mm -hmm. is we're trying to sort of um, encourage people to to get out there and do things and you know take more. It can be referring to the gear and taking less gear and doing more. Or it can be it can be a reference to the environment and and sort of lessening your impact on on the world, I guess. So we're sort of yes. Yeah, for us means um, it's just a big opportunity for us to get behind something that we believe in and, and be a part of an event that's um, pretty cool and a cool part of the world and, and um, yeah, we're just looking forward to it really. It's going to be it's going to be good fun. Yeah, good job. So so tell us a little bit more about the course. You farm up on the hill overlooking Le Bon's Bay. How much of the event is actually on private property so you wouldn't be able to access this on a normal weekend? Uh, yeah, pro well, all, all of the short course run is our farm all of the middle course run is on our farm and the and the long course run uh sort of probably two-thirds of that is on the farm um obviously mm -hmm. the kayak's not because it's down the estuary but sort of so you sort of go down the estuary which sort of skirts the boundary of our farm and then and then you sort of head out, out into the open water which the cliffs are kind of on the boundary of our farm and then when you're sort of out to sea you're sort of looking across on the farm the whole time um, and then the bike kind of goes up, up the main valley in the bonds and up Panama Road and out around Hickory Ridge Road and it yeah, does a bit of a circuit around the around the um, around the area. So mm -hmm. yeah, so I guess the the runs the main part that's on the farm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. So tell us about that mountain bike. How technical is it? Is it all gravel road or or are we are we on a on a some sort of dodgy farm tracks as well? What are we riding on? Yeah, it's pretty much all on. Uh, so there's a little bit on. There's a couple of two or three k's at the start on some on some tar seal uh, getting out of the valley, mm -hmm. um, and then it's all shingle the whole way. And it's not particularly technical, but as 
Kerry referred to, the the the, the ride up Panama Road is is pretty brutal. Um, I think it's got about 500 metres of climbing and about 3Ks. So mm-hmm. um, I can't ride my bike up there. I've tried. And <laughs> okay. Can't get up there. So I'd be keen to see the guys that can get up the all girls because if they can if they can get up that road, um, then yeah, they've they've done a pretty pretty wicked job because it's pretty steep. It's not like I say, not particularly technical. It's a bit um sort of rutted and things in places, but um it's more just the steepness of it which makes it tough. So I think for opportunities for some carnage, um I'd be sitting up there. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. yep. Cheering on. Oh, no, that's fun. good. So, so would you go a mountain bike or a gravel bike? What are we? What, what are you thinking? Well, I, I, I've only got a mountain bike. Well, I've got a ride bike, yep. but I haven't got a, I haven't got a gravel bike. So, I think, I think, uh, I think either either would probably be okay. I think, yep. technically, like I say, it's not that technical. It's, it's all shingle roads, so you'd be fine on a, on a, on either either really. Um, mm-hmm. And just whatever, I think, just whatever you're comfortable on would be would yep. be fine either way. With with some. Yep. Uh, a, a, pretty small sort of uh gear to be able to um get your way up that hill if you can um with yeah, Carl cheering you on as you go yeah if you can if you can get like i say if you can get up there on a on a, on a normally normal gear bike you'd be doing pretty well um yeah. then there's some big downhill sections once you do all that climbing obviously you've got to come down again so there's some big um fast downhill sections which yeah you can sort of go full tilt on really so they're quite good fun is too. that loose is that quite loose Yep, it's all gravel, and I, I know. I know the day that we did a bit of a recce here over a year ago, there was a few, a few sore knees and things like that, where people um, just got into the loose shingle and um, took it a bit lightly, and ended up in the grass a few tumbles. So, um, yeah, it's not, it's not technical, but it's, but it's just, it's just tricky enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. just yeah. tricky enough. Sounding so, more like a wider tire mountain bike job than a, than a skinny tire gravel bike, probably. Yeah. So it depends on when the grade has been through as well. You know, so if the grade has been around uh, sort of nearer to the time, there'll be lots more loose stuff. Where if he's been a while, there'll be some nice hard um, sort of sort of tire tracks to ride your bike on, but but loose gravel either side of that. So um, and and if you chuck a bit of speed in that, um, plus people flying around all over the shark could could get interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, so have good, you been good, talking good. to the local council? <laughs> no, saying stay yet. away. Uh, well, they, they used to do a few jobs for bags of chops and bottles of beer and things, but they don't do that anymore. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what they do. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Tell us a wee bit about the run. Like that's your that's your farm, your property. How technical is it? So, so the short one, um, I wouldn't say it's particularly technical. Like as far as um, you know, if you if you if you compare it to something like coast, where you you know you're doing all that boulder hopping and all that sort of stuff, mm. there's not much of that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, steep, lots of steep climbs where you're up, up. You know, you might climb mm-hmm. for ten minutes and then you're sort of straight down again for ten minutes, and so lots, lots of climbing. Um, yeah, lots of up and down stuff, lots of steep stuff. Not, not a, not a hell of a lot of. We're going to try and stay off the tracks when we're on the farm if we can. So we'll just basically be following sheep tracks and sort of make your own track, um, pretty much. Um, and um, yeah, so it'll be a bit of a mixture. But you def, de- like a training wise, um. You want to get off, get off the trails, and get off the road as much as you can. Pretty much, just get your ankles and your knees and all those things um, used to used to running on on uneven terrain. And grass could be long, so uh, you know, and rabbit holes and all sorts of stuff to to be weary of. So, yeah, it's gonna be it'll be interesting actually. Like it's funny because like, I, like I, I just do it all the time, so I don't think anything of it. But but you take someone around it and. Um, they can find it if you if you're not used to running on that stuff all the time. So yeah, it'll be it'll be fun, interesting. So good job. Yeah, you so talk the, about the, speed. Do, do you know how many vertical meters we're looking at in terms of the course for the bike and the run? The the short one, the short course one, which is about that. I think it's about 12, 13, 14 k's. So I don't know if we've quite pinned it down yet, but but there'll be about a thousand meters in the short one. There'll be about fifteen or sixteen hundred in the Okay, about eighteen or nineteen hundred in the long course. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yep. So lots of lots Will of up, be on... lots of down. Not not much, not much undulating or flat. They're pretty much going up, or you're going down. Were you going to be on the start line, Carl? Try and win the inaugural event. 
I'll be on the start line, Richard. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be winning much, um, <laughs> but, I'll, but I'll be out there giving it a hone. Um, Which leads to my next so question. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Would lead, lead to my next question. Are there any secret shortcuts at all? Um, oh, it just depends what you're offering for for that sort of information, <laughs> I guess, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. I like it. I like it. That's awesome. Anything, What's anything the possible? <laughs> What's the highlight of the event going to be, in your opinion? Well, I reckon, I reckon the run will be, to be honest, because um, just because it's on private land, um, mm. you know, just because you, can, you can't get over that country um, every day, you can go and do the pedal, obviously, any day you like, and you can ride around the road any day you like. Mm -hmm. But um, to, to run over private land and, and, and knit that together with the kayak and, and the bike, um, it'll be pretty cool. So it'll mm -hmm. be, um, yeah, be pretty awesome. So there's some pretty cool, pretty cool sort of variations on the terrain you know there's some really steep stuff and some really some really up and down stuff and then we'll sort of do a bit of a section through a through a bit of a creek and through some native bush and stuff and then you're sort of up on the ridges and could be up on a you know pretty strong wind and then you're diving down through cliffs and into the bottom of the gullies and things again so it'll be a real variation of terrain and weather and and just everything um all in one day so i think, so I think, I think the run will be the highlight but i think um i think that Put together with the other two things just should make it pretty pretty special all around really how many times are you going to have done it before the day well believe it or not i haven't i haven't done it actually believe it or not i haven't i haven't i've done it obviously done lots of paddling individually and a lot and lots of mountain biking although i, don't, I haven't written up that panama road i've tried once and that was it um you can do it you can do a longer version where you don't go up panama road and so i i sent tend to take the longer slightly easier version um and then the run i haven't actually done the whole run in its entirety i've done it in sections done the i do the sort of short one the 20k one for training sometimes um so and but i haven't done it i haven't done it for probably six or eight months so um so i hope to get a few more in angles between there and then if that's your question <laughs> but, but potentially on race to, are you going to do the multi-sport um I'm not sure. I, I, I probably training wise, I'm probably not. Uh, well, at the moment, no. Probably is my short answer to that one. I'll, pro I'll probably just do the, the the middle run. Probably is probably my go, unless unless I can get a team to do it with. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll definitely be doing something. I'll, you, you'll, you'll see me. You'll see me somewhere red and puffy and sweaty and yep, <laughs> giving it a go. Well, a little a little flag above you that says I'm the farm owner, follow me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can do what I want, I can go where I want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if he stops to tie his shoelaces up or something like that, just stop with him and then wait till he goes yeah. again. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. so no, so, so it should be good. So look looking forward to it for lots of different reasons, just from a I think from an from a from an athlete, well not an athlete, but from a participant's point of view. Um, you know, from a farm owner's point of view, it'll be cool to have it, and from a brand perspective, it'll be cool too. And just the local community, we've got the rugby club involved, and cool. the local bat trainers are doing food and things like that. So it's going to be it's going to be a pretty cool community um, event, and we're offering discounts to to peninsula locals and things like that to try and get a few extra ones along. So I think, um, yeah, I think that's the big hope from for all of us is that it's a success and we can get lots of people along. I think if we can do that, it'll be it'll be yeah. a win. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, totally. brilliant. Thank, well, thank you so much for for opening up your property uh, for this, and of course for True Fleece for for getting involved as well, and 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 keeping me warm here. <laughs> well, good mate, our pleasure. <laughs> well, well, mate, we'll catch up with you later on sometime. All right, thanks for having us on. Cheers. Good job. Thanks, Carl. Excellent. Good job. I swear, I was getting a little bit hot here actually in my True Fleece top, so I had to turn the heater off. Um, how are you doing, <laughs> Angus? Actually, I'm just comfortable. Thanks. <laughs> it, uh, it, it's wicking how does this go it's wicking the sweat away and it's, it's yeah, keeping yeah. the inner layer warm or something that's right i can't even smell you because it's merino as well how good that's right it's only my seventh day with it on too <laughs> yeah absolutely nice work hey mate let's let's just quickly talk about because you know there's a lot to uh sink your teeth into this event but let's mm, talk about mm. maybe some training for this event because like you said before it is a standalone event that and, and it's a huge undertaking if you're going to go for the for the big one and i can't wait to see uh you know those people toe the start line to take on this big event but where are we going with our training mate what what should we be aiming for angling at what should we be doing mm. 
I think, like as Carl mentioned just then, it's about climbing, isn't it? It's about up and down. It's getting your body used to that and being able to do that. Uh, and and it's not just about the up. Yes, you've got to be strong enough to be able to go up and fit enough to be able to do that. But like that's that's two thousand meters in the long course anyway, or fifteen hundred or a thousand of downhill. So actually, um, making sure that you're strong enough to be able to do that, I think, is super super important. So uh, measuring measuring your training in vertical meters, I think, is going to be quite important just to be able to. I mean there's nowhere to hide when you go up the hill is there and also coming down so so i think those two things are going to be really important and and by doing that getting up and down these hills it it, it, it builds those skills and builds the confidence that you can actually do this and you can run openly and freely on the way down um down some of these farm tracks which which will be good fun as long as your legs is going to be able to let you towards the end well, you got a few meters in for May for uh, for our Everest challenge, but uh, so so you're halfway there and good to go. Half, yeah, yeah. June isn't looking quite so good, so I might need to pick it up in July potentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and I think the other thing that Kerry talked about was the open water paddling. Like it's open yeah. water; it's the sea, isn't it? Uh, that that rolls in there, so it could be a bit rolly. And it's those pyramid waves that come against the the rocky cliffs and bounce back, so you're getting waves in kind of both angles. So boat choice is going to be really important as well to actually don't don't think i'm paddling down the wimac in my fast river boat actually get something that's stable enough that that you can cope if it is a bit choppy out there because it won't be just automatically transferred to the estuary you want to think about i'm stable i'm in control and i'm going to enjoy my day rather than thinking oh no i'm uh, going to be out here and hope i can actually finish this thing like you want to go and enjoy yourself so get into something that's stable enough that you can actually paddle and stay safe it's really, you know, that open water thing is almost scary, um, yeah. depending on what the weather is. You know, on a lovely day, it's 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 beautiful. But, yeah. like, it's almost building uh, as an adventure race almost as well. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's a multi-sport race, but it's kind of an adventure race in that as well, isn't it? So maybe we can rustle up a few of those adventure races, Those all of those people out there who love a good, uh, a really good adventure. This would be just the perfect event for them. Absolutely. Oh, those wiry old dogs that just like being out there for a long time. Uh, it's definitely right up the alley. And I think the other key thing is, is just to think about how long is it going to take you and how hard are you going to go? And in any training, that's what we're trying to do is simulate, build up to the point of simulating the race. So that's kind of the thing I think you want to be kind of just thinking about in your mind before November is that how long is it going to take me? And I want to be up to simulating that kind of in October time. Uh, so then it's not a shock to you. And then there's less likely of the cramp monster coming to go and find you and, um, and, and make, you can enjoy your day as well. Yeah, I've actually just been uh, looking at this 10K run and and, and oh, maybe even the 15K run, but thinking, you know, all this talk about being up there in the out there on the farm and having all those views and things, it's almost tempting. Oh, I have to say that you were looking pretty good in that uh, run technique the other day with your bare feet on <laughs> and, and, the, uh, and the Sunshine oh, Coast. You're going pretty well. Who knows? Hey, there's a bit of a difference to the to the main street of Noosa, to, uh, to, the, to the hilly farms of Le Bon's Bay, mate. Yeah, that's right. Well, this has been recorded, so just be careful what you say. Uh, there's been plenty of banter around that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, shall nice we get work. to uh, our final? Uh, our yeah. final. I was going to say contestant, but but Alice is not a contestant yet. She'll be a contestant soon, though, right? I think. Yeah, I think she's sort of yeah a contestant. Let's call Alice a contestant. How are you getting on, Alice? Hello, hello. Good. It's a story. Um, you've done lots of different stuff, haven't you? You you enjoy a good run around the hills with your fast packing and and uh, getting into the mountain biking as well. Um, give us a bit of background, like how long you've been involved in endurance events and doing this sort of stuff. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I've got a five-year-old and a seven-year-old, and I would have called myself pre-kids an adventure racer. Um, but right. when I say that, it was more like your road games and your spring challenge kind of stuff. And then post-kids, I've become more of a um, a runner, and my poor mountain bike it really misses me. Yeah, yep, yep, good. Yeah. So this will be an opportunity to kind of get that out of the garage, out of the shed and sort of make sure that you do a few ups and downs on the old mountain bike. 100%. So um, I get really distraught by how um, like multi-sport races are a road bike. I have a road bike, but to be honest, I find them very boring. <laughs> and so yeah. um, finding events like this that have got the mountain bike and the run and then the kayak um, is really exciting. Like it's we need yep. more of these, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And and as Carl was saying, there might be a bit of, uh, well, there was a bit of carnage on the test day that they ran. So you've got to manage yourself on the down. You can't just kind of go crazy. You've actually got to have some skills and and manage your speed on the way down to make sure you stay upright. Obviously, that's part of the fun and the adventure of it as well, isn't it? 
Yeah, no, I do love my downhill, but I think I'll be taking it easy because I also like my knees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, knee pads, full face helmet, ready yeah. to roll. Um, outside of running and biking, what else do you put your time and energy into? Uh, the kids, um, the family life. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm finding myself doing a bit more volunteering these days. I'm actually getting my husband to step into a school thing now because, yeah, um, helping out with the local playground fundraising and, and things, credit or free, they're kind of my jam, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Um, and like I talked about fast packing, that's you help manage an Instagram page, I think. It's sort of uh, yeah. keeps popping up all of these amazing photos of people doing amazing stuff around the place. Tell us so about yeah. what, yeah, what, yeah, what tell of, us quickly about fast packing and what's your favorite trip so far? Um, a couple of years ago, I really uh, I found on social media this thing called fast packing because when I went tramping, I'd break out into a bit of a jog with this heavy pack on, and <laughs> and yeah, I was just like, actually, this fast packing thing that could be my jam. And so I created this Facebook um, community so I could ask questions and I could find out information about the gear and where to go and how do you do it and that sort of thing. And it's just gone nuts. There's like three and a half thousand members nearly in the fast packing New Zealand Facebook group. And in that Facebook group, we together collaboratively made a spreadsheet with all the gear. And so you can go through it and like look at different tents and different sleeping bag options and yeah. it's got the links and stuff. And it's a great asset um, that our community's created. And so I got lots of ideas off that. And then there is also an Instagram account. Check that out as well uh, as a community Instagram account. Um, but yeah, my favourite trip, I was thinking about this because you did set me up for it. Um, I'm going to have to go to Thumb Range. Why? Because logistics, it's a big deal because it's one of those ones where you go in at Mesopotamia um, at the Geraldine end and then you come out at Tekapo. And so it's quite a big difference between those two areas to get back to your vehicle. And it's on my backyard. I'm from Timaru. And that place, that area is just phenomenally beautiful. Absolutely stunning. It's got the highest part of Te Araua on it. So I definitely recommend that. Yeah, how good. That's that's awesome. So so you do love a good adventure and you do love exploring new places. Have you been to Le Bon's Bay before? No. I was um, right. asking my husband before he was born in Pigeon Bay, just over a okay. few days. Oh. And yeah. so I asked him, but he left there when he was four, so I can't remember. But no, I would love to get there. How good does it look? Yes, yes, yes. Which is my next question. What are you most looking forward to? Um, well, for me, it was trying to decide which event to do because I love mountain biking and I love trail running and I really want to do like the whole thing. But then that kayaking thing, I talked to Kerry about it and it sounds like it is quite serious. <laughs> I'm, I can't kayak. It's something I'd like to learn more about. So it's I'm like on the hunt. I'm on the hunt yeah, I've got, for a I've got a bike for you already, Alice. <laughs> That's all right. A nice stable sea kayak. You'll be good as gold. Happy I else. have got a friend giving me a kayaking lesson in Cromwell this weekend. So. Okay, there you go. So you've got <laughs> lessons plus a boat. That's two steps already done. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know. But, if someone wants public, to do that Public announcement. Me, if, just... <laughs> yeah, totally. Public announcement. If you want to do the just do the kayak, have a play in the surf or up the estuary, whatever it might be, Alice is looking for you. Get a, get in touch with Alice. Damn sure. And we're uh, doing the long course. We're not pissing around. <laughs> Good, good, so good. if you love surf, if you love boats, and you love uh, uh, sharing good a medal at the end, uh, some good yeah. banter. Well, you two, maybe some whoever your partner needs. is, shouldn't have time for the banter. <laughs> this is true. Just give me that bloody thing and we've got to swap over and I'm out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're not going to spend much time with Alice, but it'll be, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a shared, shared medal to get across. Um, based on what Carl and Kerry have talked about this evening, what's is there anything there that makes you a little bit nervous, Alice? You know, that downhill he talked about. I'm quite happy to push a bike. I, I can do that. But um, the downhill, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my goodness, speed wobbles. Um, no, I just, it's, oh, it just got sitting here. I was just so excited listening to Kerry in particular. <laughs> How good does this event sound? Like, I've been reading the website and I've been following along with Kerry. But, oh, my goodness, this event just sounds incredible. So excited. <laughs> there we go you've sold me that's, that's yeah what what are, <laughs> what are your goals for the event what what do you want to do by turning up to it um so for me look, you talked about the whole adventure racing thing and that's where like the mountain bike and that sort of thing comes in is i'm probably more of an adventure racer where you stop start looking for checkpoints and things so mm -hmm. for me it's going to have to be that sustained alice you don't have a chance just to have a stop and look at the map you've just got to keep going so for me it's going to be switching over to that yeah, that thought 
I know what I'm trying to say, like where I just keep going. I don't have, I'm not allowed to stop. <laughs> I'm just going to keep moving keep forward. Moving forward. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's going to be the mind shift for me. So something I'll have to work on. But having your snacks at the same time, because that's a beauty of sure. sort of uh, adventure racing, is it? As, as the snacks yeah. you bring along, but there's plenty and of time photos. for snacks. I'll be all about the photos too, because <laughs> <laughs> the scenery is going to be a phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where's your Where's your local training ground going to be for this? What, where are you going to pick for your training for this event? Yeah. So for Mato, it's the getting. It's particularly the mountain biking because trail running's easy. Like yeah, go and find a hill. I did Little Mount Peel twice. I did a figure eight at Mount Summers. All those crazy things. But for me, it's the mountain biking and trying to find something where I can be going up, down, up, down, up, down. Or yeah. The mountain biking is the one that I'm going to have to work on, finding somewhere. Mount Studham is out behind us here in Timaru, and I think I'm going to become quite friendly with it in my mountain bike. Yeah. Good, 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 good. No, that's awesome, Alice. Um, I look forward to catching up with you uh, about that paddling in a, in a month or two's time in terms of figuring <laughs> out whether that's going. There's a couple of comments that have just come through to say, Oh, nah, really? You'll be kayaking by then. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was people offering, not just throwing people back. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're just all, all for you. You've got this, Alice. Yeah. There's too much, lots of confidence. Oh, thank you. I appreciate no, it. No, good, good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, thank you so much for joining us. Look forward to cheering you on and, and following your progress. And we're at the finish line uh, to see what sort of state you're in as you um, bounce across the finish line towards the end. But uh, all the best for the training, all the best for some of those ups and downs and figuring out the paddling. And uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you soon, Alice. Awesome. Thanks, Tim. Good Thanks, job. Alice. Well done. Bye. And Angus, Clifftop Challenge. Lock it in. It's bloody exciting. It really is, actually. The Clifftop Challenge, uh, can't wait to see it get underway. 4th of November, uh, make sure you get your entry in and get involved. And, and mm. uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a, an absolute asset to the multi-sport community, this race. And I really like the, um, like, it was, okay, how do you get there? It's a long way away. What time of the day does it start? Like, to actually go and camp there the night before. I think oh. that really adds to the whole vibe of the event as well. Because that's that's one, that's that's often the best thing about these things. You get out to see these amazing places and, and get to hang out with a few others before or after the event. I'm, I'm imagining after the event, the camping over the after event, you know, mm -hmm. around the little bonfire with our marshmallows, telling the stories yeah. of the day, singing Kumbaya, all of those things. That's right. That's right. Well, well, we order another meal that Carl cooks for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no, but like seriously, like uh, to carry in the team for putting this on and, and finally going to get this underway, it's going to be amazing. Of course, to Carl for, for uh, the landowner for um, – for sharing his land with everybody and making it available and and his own business true fleece for getting them behind it this is going to be an absolute stunner of event we're absolutely proud to be involved with it here at team cp and uh and this podcast series is just going to get better as we get closer to the time yeah. good like good good job just like that so uh look after yourself enjoy your training get out there get your entry in and we'll look forward to seeing you in november on the start line and let's go and have an adventure absolutely over and out well done team